Thank you for joining us on our third Wednesday night where we're on the subject talking about the Holy Spirit. Do you know him? Do you know him? You know, it's sad that he seems to be the most ignored person in our Christian daily life. The Bible describes him as our teacher, our standby, our comforter. Just like Jesus was with the disciples, so should he be in our everyday life as a Christian, a disciple of God, man. So before we get in tonight, let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word that gives us clarity. Father, we are so grateful for your word. Father, without your word, we wouldn't even know Father, how, what standards, how to pray, direction for our life. God, we thank you that we would know that we would need a Savior, your Son, Jesus. Father, thank you. Oh, that you've laid out before us. You have equipped us, Father, and we are so grateful. Father, thank you that we can approach you through, uh, boldly tonight. And Father, I ask that you would show each and every one of us Give us more clarity tonight, Father, about the person of the Holy Spirit. That, Father, you have not left us here helpless. Oh, but you've given us the person of the Holy Spirit. And, Father, we are forever grateful for that. We are forever grateful for him, the third person of the Godhead. And, Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I want to look and just recap very quickly to get us up to speed before we get into further tonight talking about the Holy Spirit. And what we're going to finish up on tonight is the Holy Spirit's ministry to the world. Thank God that he is here to minister to the world. A lot of time you will hear people say it this way, this is the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. What they mean by that, he is present here on this earth to draw people to God to receive Jesus as Savior. But before we get into that, I want to recap where we've come from because each time we come together, um, each lesson, there just feeds upon each other. Um, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the Apostle Paul is talking to the Corinth church on how to live an effective Christian life. And he says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ... The love of God and the fellowship with the Holy Spirit be with you all. God never, Jesus never intended for us to live life without a constant fellowship with the Holy Spirit in our life on a daily basis. And so I'm so grateful that um, we are talking about him. He is not a mist. He is not some woo-woo mystical force. He is not some um, outlandish thing, substance. But he is the third person of the Godhead 
who was intended for us to have fellowship and be in companionship with on a daily basis. And so I want to encourage you, don't let him be the most ignored person in your life because he was sent to walk with us on a daily basis. Aren't you thankful? You were never alone. You were equipped to win in a fallen world. God did not leave you here helpless, but you were sent the person of the Holy Spirit, just like Jesus was sent for the disciples. We have looked in, looked in further studies um, that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. God is one, but manifested in three distinct persons. 1 John 5, 7 says, For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, who is Jesus manifested in the flesh, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. And then we looked in one of our studies, you can always go back to our website to look more further with Scripture upon Scripture, um, these different things. The Holy Spirit is a person, a personality, possessing all the attributes of personhood. And we saw personal pronouns used to describe the Holy Spirit. And we looked up different scriptures that described his personality, that described attributes about him and his character. So tonight we want to look at the Word of God and see clearly the Holy Spirit's ministry to the world. To the world. Because we know the Holy Spirit, and we're going to look further in that and into the different studies to come, the Holy Spirit's ministry to the believer. Um, but we do want to see the Holy Spirit's ministry to the world. How many know this world needs the ministry of the Holy Spirit like never before? And thank God He is here present to draw and to minister and to reveal truth to the world. And so I want to first uh, look at tonight, how does the law see that they need Jesus? Number one, the Holy Spirit convicts the lost. He does not condemn the lost. He does not take the description of condemnation but he does convict them. He does convict the law. So let's look firstly at John chapter 16 and verse 7. And let's see what Jesus says here. But in fact, it is best for you, and Jesus was talking to the disciples, that I go away because if I don't, the advocate, which he was talking about, the Holy Spirit, won't come. But if I go away, Jesus said, then I will send him, okay? I will send him to you. And when he, the Holy Spirit, comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me, Jesus said. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father. 
and you will see me no more, Jesus said. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. So what does he convict or you could say convince them of? What is the Holy Spirit's job, con, uh, job description concerning how he ministers to the world? In verse 8 it says, And when he comes, the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of sin. Why? Because they don't believe in Jesus to see, they need to see that they are missing the mark. They need to see that they are mix, missing the mark. So it's the Holy Spirit's job to do the convicting. As a role of a Christian, it's so much easier when we take the job description of the Holy Spirit off our life. Don't take that as your responsibility. That's too heavy of a load to take onto yourself. It's not your job to convince anybody. It's your job to share the good news of Jesus Christ. But it's, your, it's not your job to convince them. It's your job to share. Um, I, I've seen too many people get into a heated debate that you feel like you've got to make them see, and you take on that burden. And you can't make anybody see. That's only God. Oh, that's only the Holy Spirit that reveals the matter. Okay? And then it goes on to say, and this is what he does. Um, he, re he convicts them of God's righteousness. Right standing with God is available because Jesus has made it available. So they, they show, he shows the goodness of God, that, that Jesus has made this available, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And thirdly, that judgment day is coming. Judgment will come. This world is living as if no one will ever be judged. But the Holy Spirit is to bring that convicting and convincing that judgment is coming. So that is, that's what he convinces the world of. Of sin, because they don't believe in Jesus. Of God's righteousness has been made available, and judgment will come. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 9 says, So whether we are here in the body or far away from this body, our goal is to please Him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. I, nobody's going to stand before God for me. Misty will stand before God for herself. We will all stand before God. We will each receive whatever we deserve, good or evil, we have done in this earthly body. That is the part of the Holy Spirit's ministry to the world. It's convicting them and convincing them. Not condemning them. Condemnation, that's bringing death. God wants all men to be saved. So the Holy Spirit is convincing them. He's, um, he's um, 
convincing and convicting them and drawing them. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit convicts people of sin with the express purpose of reconciling them to God. The devil brings condemnation with the express purpose of shaming people into running away from God. When did we ever think that we have to get our stuff together to come to God? We need God every single day. We need to come to him truly just like we are. And when we do mess up, and you will, because you're flesh. He said, come to me quickly and ask for forgiveness. That's not giving us license to live daily in sin and to choose sin. But that just means when we mess up with a thought or an attitude or we, we miss it and we really didn't mean to. It means to ask for forgiveness and stop doing what we know grieve the heart of God and truly repent from a heart and stop doing what grieved God, run to Him. We mess up all the time when we run from Him. It started at the Garden of Eden. They ran from God, thought they could do it on their own. Don't think we're going to start something new. That, it, that thing circles back around all the time. We can't make it without God. Don't think... We can create something better. God's ways are the best ways. God's ways are the safest ways. It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Jesus did not even come to condemn the world. Guys, when we, we don't need to take on that ministry of condemnation to anybody. God forgave us. Listen to this. John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world in this way. He gave this one and only son. His one and only son. So that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. But to save the world through him. We don't need to take on the ministry of condemnation. That's not the Holy Spirit's ministry. That was not Jesus' ministry. How dare we think that we have the right to bring condemnation? Believers do not have the role of condemnation. You know what we have the role of? Reconciliation. I love that. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, For God, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting the people's sin against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. That's our responsibility. Do you know everyone that says, I'm a Christian? has a responsibility to share the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ, that God is not mad at you, that God loves you, and he wants you to come to him just like you are, right in your mess, right with all the problems you have, because he wants to help you. To ever think we can get out of our mess without his help, we're already missing the mark. 
We all needed a Savior. And for all of any of us here to think we've all had it together and we've never missed it is the worst of the worst. Because pride stinks. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin. The one who never sinned did not come to condemn. Don't take the condemnation that's coming at you. Go to God. That's coming nothing but as a lie and a thought from the enemy. Listen to this quote from Corey Ten Boom. Trying to do the Lord's work in your own strength is the most confusing, exhausting, and tedious of all work. But when you are filled with the Holy Spirit and the ministry of Jesus just flows out of you. I thank God for the refilling of the Holy Spirit every day. And I'm telling you what, we're going to get to the subject about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I thank God for that every single day praying in an unknown tongue. Charles Spurgeon said, without the Spirit of God, we can do nothing. We are as ships without wind. We are absolutely useless. You know what, believers, we're also called to do? And this is something that you have to have the Holy Spirit helping you do every single day. Walk in love. being ministers of reconciliation and choose to walk in love every single day is going to take you yielded to the Holy Spirit every single day. John chapter 17 and verse 20, Jesus prayed. He says, I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever, ah, that is so beautiful, all that will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one. That is the greatest representation and ministry we can ever be to the world. That we, as a church, that we walk as one, that we walk in unity, and that we walk in love. And if we ever say we're Christian when we're on the job site or we're in our neighborhood and, they, and that we say we're Christians, they're going to watch your walk before they even care about what you say. They want to see how you live. They're going to see how you treat people. They want to see how you talk to people. They want to see your life how you're living your life, does it really show the love of God? They care less about what comes, what you're saying. I'm a Christian. They want to see our actions back up what we're saying. Man, that's the greatest testimony that the body of Christ has to this world. He goes on to say, just as you and I are one, talking to the Father. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, Jesus is saying, 
that they may be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. Man, that is so powerful that we think we can live any type of way. That's why we need a relationship with the Holy Spirit every single day, yielding to the God on the inside of us, yielding to Him. I need Him every day. Even before I walked up here, I just said, God, I ask you to refill me with your Holy Spirit. They do not need Misty tonight. They need what words you have to say tonight. We can only give people what we've been feeding on. You can only give people what you have. But what you have depends what you've been feeding on. What are we giving the most attention to in our life? What do you mean what you've been feeding on? Like you feed your natural body, what you've been eating on shows up in our health. Okay? So what we feed on, what we're looking at, what we're listening to, what we're reading, it affects our spirit man. So we can either be strong in our spirit man or we can be weak in our spirit man. Just like we can either be strong in our natural man or be weak in our natural man. What are we giving more attention to? What else are other are, are us as believers responsible to do? We are responsible, number one, to be ministers of reconciliation where we need the help of the Holy Spirit every single day. Number two, we are responsible to walk in love where you better know. <laughs> You better be yielded to the Holy Spirit because you better know that your flesh has a voice. And if it gets reared up the wrong way and you're more been feeding your flesh, oh my, I don't want my flesh to speak louder than me yielding to the Holy Spirit at a time when I am most vulnerable. But if I've been feeding my spirit more, I can catch myself quicker when my flesh wants to speak louder. And you know exactly what I'm talking about because you're a human just like me. You can sit there sitting like an angel all you want. I know there are not angel wings springing out on your little shoulder blades because we all have a response to yield to the flesh or to what we know to do in our heart. We all have, also have the responsibility to pray. And we need to be yielded to the Spirit of God and be led by the Spirit of God when we pray. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 says, If the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of this good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. That's why we pray, Father, we rip the blinders off the eyes of the unsaved in Jesus' name. 
And we ask, Lord of the harvest, send perfect men and women across their pathway to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to them, the ones that they can receive from, that, and being led by the Spirit of God in our prayers as we pray. So if the Holy Spirit's ministry to the world does not bring condemnation. I want to differ the two. So if it's not his job description, and we see clearly in the world the word it's not Jesus' job description, we saw clearly in the world it's not the job description of the believer to bring condemnation. Where does this condemnation come from? Because it's not coming from God. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 18. Little children, let us not love in word and speech, but in action and truth. This is how we will know that we belong to the truth and will reassure our hearts before him. Whenever our hearts condemn us. So your heart may be condemning you at times. For God is greater than our hearts and he knows all things. Dear friends, if our hearts don't condemn us. We have confidence before God's. So there might be at times your heart is condemning you about something. Here's another thing you might be receiving condemnation about. John chapter 8 and verse 44. Jesus describes here. I'm going to pull in a, uh, and, and give you um, what's going on in the scripture because we don't have time to get into detail, but to bring you full um, context of what this verse is talking about. Jesus is describing here how the devil brings thoughts of condemnation. And he picks up in John chapter 8 and verse 44. Jesus says he, talking about the devil, has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. So when he lies, it is consistent with his character. Please know that. He's a liar. For he is a liar, and he, the devil, is the father of lies. The message translation says he couldn't stand the truth because there wasn't a shred, a shred of truth in him. When the liar speaks, he makes it up out of his lying nature. That is his very nature. And fills the world with lies. So the, the devil tries to come at you with condemning thoughts. That is not of God. And that is not coming um, and should not come from a believer. Now your heart may be condemning you about something. But it is not coming from God when you have those condemnations, okay? So let's look. We know that the job description of the Holy Spirit and the ministry to the world is to convict the world and convince the world. Number two, his job description, the job description of the Holy Spirit um, is to draw the lost, okay? Number two is to draw the lost. Number one, he is, to he is to convict and convince the world of sin, God's righteousness, and judgment. And then number two is to draw the lost. We see this in Romans chapter 2 and verse 4. 
It says, do you despise the riches of his kindness, restraint, thank God for his restraint, and patience, not recognizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. God is not a hard taskmaster. He is not a driving force, but he leads us to repentance. We also see, or let me read this in the New Living, because I like this in the New Living as well. It says, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? That's just so, that's, that is a good job description of the Holy Spirit. He's a gentleman. He'll never force anything. Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? I love this quote by uh, Dwight L. Moody. He says, there is not a better evangelist in the world than the Holy Spirit. Man, I love praying this prayer for my, the, uh, talking about his ministry to the world. Father, I thank you for the early and the latter rain. I ask you to just rain down by your spirit, Father, upon the hard-hearted hearts of those who have not received you as Savior, and that you would continue to draw them by your spirit. Listen, you cannot make anyone see anything, but you can pray for them. That's the Holy Spirit's job to reveal a matter. Okay, so don't get so caught up and, and tight, especially when you love someone and they're going in a wrong direction. It, it's really sometimes hard to let go of just not taking on that burden because sometimes it feels like a weight at times. But really, that's why I thank God for the ministry of prayer and the ministry of the Holy Spirit and keeping that loved one bathed in prayer. Because that is not our job to convict, to convict, convince the world. First um, Corinthians 3, and I, I love this right here because we do have a part to play, but it's just sowing the word of God. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 says, what then is Apollos? What, and what is Paul? Just servants through whom you believed in Christ. We're all servants. Even as the Lord appointed to each his task, I planted. What he's talking about is just sharing the word of God. I planted. Apollos watered. So sharing the word of God. And then you don't know someone else coming right behind you and just sharing the word of God. And someone else coming behind and sharing the word of God. But God all the while causes the growth. God causes the growth. Here's another way to put it. John chapter 6 and 44. No one can come to me, Jesus said, unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. So that's totally the job description of the Holy Spirit 
For God wants all to be saved. Amen. Man, this is so good. I'm going to get you out a few minutes early because we've got some good things happening that we're going to do tonight too. Um, let's look at this scripture. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and not only saved but understand the truth. God wants you to understand his word. And it's very good that when you go and you get into the Word of God, that you say, you know, if the Holy Spirit's your teacher, that you can say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to help me to understand as I read the Word of God today. He's your teacher. You've got a full-time teacher on the inside of you. So he not only wants all to be saved, but he wants all to understand the truth. For there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God to and humanity, the man Jesus Christ. He gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. And is the message God gave to the world at just the right time. And number three, the job description, and this is the last one, the job description of the Holy Spirit to the world. He points people to Jesus, not to himself, but the Holy Spirit's job description is to point Jesus, to, to point people to Jesus. He is the only way to the Father, for you must be born again. Amen? John 15, verse 26 says, But I will send you an advocate, Jesus said, the Spirit of truth. And he will come to you from the Father and will testify about me, Jesus said. And verse in chapter 16 and verse 13 says, And when the Spirit of truth comes... He, I love the personal pronouns about the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own. But he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. And he will bring me glory, Jesus said, by telling you whatever he receives from me. In verse 15, all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Man, what a powerful ministry. The ministry that the Holy Spirit has to this world. All we have to simply do is to be led by the Holy Spirit, share the good news, let Him do the drawing, let Him do the revealing. Oh, wow. Don't take on that weight and responsibility that belongs 
to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin with the express purpose of reconciling them to God. Amen. Amen. I thank God for the person of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that you truly are in fellowship with Him every day. That you're yielded to Him every day. That you let Him lead and guide and direct you every single day. God is so good. Aren't you glad He didn't leave you here helpless? But He sent you the person of the Holy Spirit to abide on the inside of you. And I would encourage you as well. Keep your loved ones bathed in prayer. And don't take on that weight. Even when you see them going further in the wrong direction, God's still working on them. God's still sending people in their pathway. You just keep them covered in prayer. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for continuing to show us the truth. That, Father, we walk in all that you've provided us. And, God, we thank you. We are so grateful. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. May we not take for granted and may we not ignore the presence of the Holy Spirit that you have sent to abide on the inside of every single believer. God, we thank you for that truth. And right now, Father, we thank you. We cover all of our loved ones in prayer, Father. And Father, we ask that you would continue to send, Father, people across their pathway. And Father, in, in our times, we, as you lead them and you bring them across uh, our minds and our heart, we call them out by name. And Father, we continue to rip blinders off their eyes and deception from seeing the truth. And Father, we thank you for continuing to draw them by your Holy Spirit, revealing the matter. And God, we just keep our loved ones covered in prayer, Father. And Father, those that have been born again and have chosen to go in a different direction, Father, we ask you for continuing to draw them back, to rededicate their life. For you have been placed on the inside of them by the person of your Holy Spirit. You're present with them. And God, we just thank you for continuing to minister and draw them and speak to them. Even in the midnight hour, Father, we thank you for ministering to them, Father. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it.